Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. My name is John McGee. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hey friends, it's John here. I am in the studio alone and I've got a quick episode that I've just been wanting to share for a little bit. And a lot of times we talk about how to handle failures, how to handle setbacks. What do you do when things don't go well? What we often don't talk about is what do you do when things actually go great? When you have a success or you have a win, whatever it is that you're involved with, if you if it's a sermon, you preach an amazing sermon, if you plan an event, it goes incredible. If you're in sales and you hit your numbers or uh, you've got a team project and you absolutely crush it, what do you do then as a leader, uh, leading yourself, leading your others? How do you think about successes? How do you think about wins? And I've got six things that I just wanted to share with you. These are things that I, that I try to do, things that have been helpful. Many of them come out of kind of mistakes made. We'll give them to you real quick. So number one, stay humble. And that is probably what you'd expect me to say here. And here's what I've learned is that success really is fertile soil, both for good and for uh, bad reasons. And a lot of times what happens is when someone has success, they get prideful. I think about King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 4. And anytime I do something well, I've got a, a tendency, there's a thing in my heart that I want to stand back and say, look, kind of look what I have done. Well, we know what happens to Nebuchadnezzar when he does that. Uh, he becomes crazy and uh, literally he has, goes and eats grass and he kind of loses his mind. We know that uh, James 4, 6, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And when we have a success, we have to stay humble. We've got to acknowledge really that um, that God was was in that. He used our gifts and there's a, I, I love Proverbs 21, 31, where we are to make the horses ready for battle, but it is God who brings the victory. So we work hard and we do the things that we're supposed to do that use the gifts that God's given us. And then we kind of trust God in that. And we wait for God to uh, bring about success or victory or whatever that was. And then we acknowledge that we have to acknowledge that whenever something goes well, we thank God for our gifts. We thank God for being a part of whatever it was that happened. And we acknowledge him as the giver of all good gifts and anything that's helpful to others uh, ultimately comes from him. And it's, it's to him. It's not, it's not for our glory. It is, it's for God. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't take a compliment. It doesn't mean that you can't have confidence. You can have godly, humble confidence. That's not the same as pride. Pride is you are, you're taking all the credit. You make this fundamentally about you. And that's where we get into trouble. So when you have success, when you have a win, when you do something that you're really, really proud of, make sure that you stay humble. So number two is give away the win. And whenever something goes well, whenever you, you have a win, you have a success, your team does something, you look for every opportunity you can to give the win away or to share the win. We've talked about level five leaders before that they use uh, pronouns like uh, we, our, my team, uh, those kinds of things. They, they don't use the word I. They really do look to give away the win. And so whatever you've done, whatever it is that you've done that's gone well that you would consider a success, there's pretty much no chance that you did that by yourself. Anything you do of, of any substance, at least in my life, anything that I've done has always been uh, with the team. It's always been with the help of others. And so when something happens, we have a tendency just to kind of bask in the, in the light of that, take all the compliments, and you want to get in the habit right away of giving away the win. And so that could look like saying that when someone says you did an amazing job, just making sure that you acknowledge all the other people that are involved. Or you might say, you know what, I really appreciate that, but would, 
can I ask a favor? Would you mind telling this person? Because actually that thing that you just called out, that was actually their responsibility. And they really would be encouraged to hear that. Would you, would you go share that with them? Or forwarding, uh, anytime you get the email, sometimes if you are uh, in charge of something, those encouraging emails and things like that will flow to you. And you want to make sure that you share those and you reply, uh, reply all, put the team on there or just forward them to the team. But right away, when people tell you how amazing you are, you want to give that away. You want to share uh, share the win. Now, you you absorb all the losses. We've talked about that before, but you make sure that you give away the win and you share the win, share all the successes. And what will happen is over time, those around you will want to work with you. They will uh, they will work hard. And the reason they know that to do that, the reason they want to do that is because they feel like it's fundamentally not about you and that you're going to share the win. This is something that they're in uh, together regardless of the role. And so, you know, I, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, if I'm a preacher and I preach an amazing sermon, I might have a tendency to go and look what I have done. Well, here's the thing for you to do your great sermon, uh, for you to uh, blow people's minds with your oratory skills, a lot had to happen. Uh, someone had to come turn on all the lights. They had to work the sound system. Uh, there were kids that needed to be taken care of. If you didn't have kids running up and down, uh, screaming in, in the aisles, that meant somebody in another, you know, another part of the building was taking care of kids, was in, investing in them and discipling them. People were greeted. Someone is taking care of the money so that all of that works and people are paid and the bills, uh, the bills are paid. There's so many things that had to happen for that one little moment for you to stand up and preach for 40 minutes. Now, even for you to have the time to prepare, to get ready, to to study, meant that a lot of other people had to do their job. So when someone tells you, you did an amazing job, that was an incredible sermon, you can say thank you, but you can also then acknowledge everyone else and just say, I, I play a small part on this Sunday morning, and this, this was a team effort, and you can rattle off some names. Whatever you do, uh, make sure that you give away the win, or at least you share uh, the win next time you have any type of success. Okay, number three: reverse engineer the win, or you know, kind of kind of look for patterns. So, why did this go well? What can you learn? What did you enjoy? Where where did you find a lot of joy, a lot of energy uh, in this? Where what was your unique contribution? Because you were a part, because you showed up. Where did you uh, uniquely add value? Where did you add inordinate value? Think about yourself. Think about all all of those things that you can reverse engineer lessons you can learn and then do the same same thing for your team. How did the team work together? What were we good at? What were the circumstances? What what do I wish we had done differently? But just just make sure that you don't lose uh, whatever it was in that moment that made that a win, that made that a success uh, and learn from that. So we want to learn from our mistakes, but we also want to learn from our wins. We want to make sure that we can repeat those. Okay. So reverse engineer the win. Uh, number four, make sure that you leverage the energy boost. And here's what I mean. A lot of times when you have done something well, something you're proud of, something's gone great, you have a real boost of energy. And you can take some victory laps. You probably should. You should probably uh, celebrate. You should uh, grab some other people, go out to dinner, uh, do something fun. But when you're in that moment and you've got an energy burst, you can use that uh, to start the next thing, the next important thing, or somewhere uh, where you're stuck. And I remember hearing a story of a pastor who had done something really phenomenal at, at a global scale, something that no listener to this podcast uh, will ever, ever in their lifetime uh, be able to pull off. It was, it was something really, really incredible. And he was asked, so what did you do right after that? When you found out you know, that it had worked, that everything had gone according to plan, what did you do? And he said, you know what? 
I went into my office and I think he said I turned off all the notifications on my email and I got to work on the next thing. Now, I don't know that we need to relentlessly just keep working and pound out 80 hour weeks and go from success to success. But what he had done was he had really kind of leveraged uh, the energy boost that he had there to start the next thing. And, and what I've learned is I don't need to go all the way down the rabbit hole uh, on that. But when I do have a, a an energy boost, I can use that to start the next thing. Or I can use it to lean into the thing where I've got resistance, something that's hard, somewhere that I'm stuck, something I don't want uh, to start I can then, you know, fire off a bunch of emails and say, I'm going to take this week off or I'm going to, I'm going to kind of slow down this week, but next week, can we start touching base uh, on these things? And I will queue up the next thing that is in, in line. And uh, some, a lot of times I will use that uh, to push through things where there's roadblocks, uh, resistance, something I don't want to do is the thing I know I need to do. I just don't want to, and I will leverage that energy boost. Okay. So that's number four, leverage the energy boost. So number five is prepare for the crash. Prepare for the crash. And here's what I mean by that. A lot of times after we have done something, there's a sense of euphoria. And then what's going to happen is we will, in some ways, come down. We will be depleted. We will we will be tired. And oftentimes we will even doubt our gifts or we will uh, we will wonder if we have it in us again. And there's lots of things that are going on. You, could, you can research this. But one of the talks I heard recently was about dopamine. And a lot of times we think about that as a kind of a feel-good chemical, and, and it is. But what really is going on there is it, it gives us drive. It gives us energy uh, to do the next thing, to, to excel. And that is a bit of a finite uh, resource. And so we can have that, and we can feel really, really, really good. But just like anything in life, it will come back to the mean eventually. And it probably will have to come back below the levels that we were at previously. And so, you know, I, I went to seminary. I'm not a doctor. I did not go to med school. But I will tell you that all of that, physically, emotionally, spiritually, some of that is a, a bit of a finite resource that you can burn out, burn up during a time of intense focus or some type of a really, really big project. And you're just going to need to build into your psyche the ability to handle the letdown. You know, the, the old adage for pastors is that they can't quit on Monday. So they preach a great sermon on Sunday and on Monday, they want to write their resignation letter. And that's what's going on. Uh, whatever it was that you were hoping, you were dreaming, you were praying for, it comes to pass a uh, one week later, you're not sure you ever want to do that thing ever again. Just give it time. Understand that things will come back. All, all, the, all the levels in your body will come back and uh, make sure that you're doing the things that you do. And just be prepared for the crash. In the midst of, of your win, celebrate that moment, but also be prepared for some type uh, of letdown. And then finally, number six is save your emails, save your text, save your notes, save your encouragement. Whatever it is that you get back from others, whatever, whatever you hear back from, from people, save it. And so you can create file. I was actually looking in, in my Outlook today and I had, I've got a little file folder there and it says keepers. And anytime I get something that's kind of inordinately encouraging, anytime I, I get something that's kind of a thank you for the way I showed up or the way I led or the way my team served, I put that in um, that folder. And I went back and looked uh, right before this episode and was was really, really encouraged. And uh, I saw some patterns there that I was encouraged by. It makes me want to lean in more to that. So if you get an email, save it. If you get a handwritten note, got a little place in my files where I, where I keep those. If you get voicemail, there's some voicemails that I've kept and I plan on keeping as long as, uh, as long as my iPhone does not crash, uh, because I will go back at different times, especially when I'm discouraged or I'm not sure that, you know, I know exactly what to do. I will listen to those. I will read those. And I remember, you know what? God's used me in the past. God's used my team in the past. And, um, I've, I've got full confidence um, that he will. And here, here's specifically what people say 
And I, I want to gravitate towards that. People in the Old Testament, you know the story as well, they would build these uh, rocks of remembrance and they would remember that God showed up and it would give them confidence whenever they met the next challenge that they could come back to and say, remember that God showed up there. Same, same kind of thing. Where did God show up? Uh, how'd you use your gifts? Make sure that you save all of those encouragements so that they are not wasted and you can leverage them uh, in the future. Well, there you go, friends. Hopefully you will have some reason to practice these six things. And uh, part of leadership is moving through really, really difficult times. Things that are they're hard, the grind, the misunderstandings, the being maligned, all the things that people won't see uh, that happen below the waterline. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, God this year will give you uh, something to celebrate. And uh, when that happens, you'll know exactly how to handle that. Uh, you'll know how to leverage that, how to learn from it, uh, how to have a good posture of humility in there. Well, friends, thanks so much for listening. And we really, we would love to make this podcast something that you look forward to listening to. And so if you've got ideas, if there's ways we can serve you, topics that you think we could talk about that would be helpful to you, we would love to hear those. Uh, you can always reach us at clp at watermark.org. That's clp at watermark.org. And we will talk to you again next time. Thanks. Thanks.